blossom in our lives. Amen. Loneliness. Social scientists, surgeon generals, and student ministers from Manhattan all tell us that our country is facing an epidemic of loneliness. And this epidemic preceded our current pandemic, which has intensified the sufferings of the already lonely and brought loneliness to millions more. Loneliness, often defined as the absence of human connection, loneliness, often defined as the absence of human connection, comes in many flavors. Which have you tasted? There is a kind of loneliness of responsibility, of having to bear the load. It could be at your job. It could be in your family. It could be in a relationship. It's like it's all up to you. It all rests on you. It feels that way. That's a type of loneliness. There is the loneliness of loss. A loved one dies. A relationship ends. And there you are. And even with good friends and a loving family, there is a loneliness to grief that sets you apart and leaves you isolated. There is a loneliness of bearing a secret or living a lie. There is a loneliness from persisting in a sin or a destructive behavior. There is a loneliness to disease, to feeling your body betraying you, to sitting back in your hospital bed all alone, left with your terrible thoughts. There is a loneliness from bearing a trauma, from having someone or something violate you, your trust, your heart, your body. There is a loneliness to being far from God and feeling like God is not there, of missing that sense of the divine mystery, wrapping you in love. There is the awful loneliness of not feeling understood, of feeling like nobody gets you. And even if you have caring friends and a loving family, and many people don't, you don't fit in. And that sort of exiles you off into your own distant little world. And all you really want is someone to step into that world, to see you, to hear you, and to like you. There's also the loneliness of struggle, self-doubt, interior things. Sometimes you can't even find the words to express but something is going on inside of you. And it's a frustration that you can't express it even to those who are closest to you and you don't even understand it. That's a type of loneliness. These are some of the bitter flavors of loneliness. There are others. If you've tasted some of these bitter brews in your life, raise your hand. Lots of hands. John Milton, the 17th century poet, most famous for his poem, Paradise Lost, wrote, loneliness is the first thing which God named not good. 
Loneliness is the first thing which God named not good. Milton is referring to the very first book of the Bible, which is called Genesis, where God declares in chapter 2, verse 18, it is not good that the man should be alone. This verse could also be translated, it is not good for the woman to be alone, or it is not good for the human being to be alone. From your own experience of loneliness, raise your hand if you also would agree that it is not good. Lots of hands. Perhaps it was in a moment of feeling alone that inspired the psalm and the opening verse of Psalm 25 that we recited earlier, where the psalmist says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, my God, I put my trust in you. While painful, loneliness is an opportunity to trust God and an opportunity for you to apply some life lessons. When you are experiencing loneliness, apply lesson number one. Less ignoring, more listening. Less ignoring, more listening. Loneliness can stalk into your life like a leopard lurking in the shadows. Now, in the beginning, you might be tempted to ignore the leopard because after all, at first, you just catch a few glimpses of him here and there. You feel a little lonely, but then things pick up. You feel okay, but often enough, the leopard of loneliness returns. Loneliness is a signal. Beep, beep, beep. Loneliness is a signal that you should not ignore for long. Question, can you have occasional experiences of loneliness and sort of just take them in stride and carry on? Thumbs up, do we think so sometimes? Sure, sure, that's just part of everyday life and that happens. And with God's help, of course. But as soon as you realize that the leopard of loneliness is stalking you and not just passing you by, it's time to listen to listen to that loneliness. Ignore the leopard of loneliness at your own risk. The consequences can be severe. By listening to your loneliness, you'll often learn more about yourself, uh, what's missing, what's going on, and what you need to do next. So that's lesson number one, less ignoring, more listening. When you experience loneliness, apply lesson number two. Less on your own, more with others. Less on your own, more with others. The leopard of loneliness prefers to stalk solitary prey. He finds it harder to do his worst work when people are in groups, when they're connected with others. A burden shared is a burden made lighter. Now, despite the fact that I know from the Bible, the teachings of Scripture, and from experience that life is meant to be lived in community, I will still sometimes try to deal with something far too long on my own. And it sort of takes on its own life, and it gets more messy or complicated or harder to deal with until finally I will reach out to someone to help. Am I alone in this? Has anyone ever done that? If you have, raise your hand. Lots of hands. 
When you and I do that, it's like we are signing a contract, a contract that will guarantee us extra amounts of loneliness, isolation, and difficulty. How many of you really want extra helpings of loneliness, isolation, and difficulty? None of us do. But that's exactly what we sign up for. We sign on the dotted line guaranteeing it when we try to do more things on our own and not with others. We give the leopard of loneliness more time to wreak havoc in our lives. Question. Now, can it be hard to get motivation or courage to reach out to others or even be with others when we're experiencing loneliness? Yes, absolutely. It can be hard. But with God's help, stay in touch with close friends. Get out and about. Attend worship. Have that be an anchor for you during a struggling time. Even if you slip in right after we start and you slip out right before we end. Now, what if you, you say, well, I can't pray, or the realities of faith don't seem real to me? Well, let the prayers of others sustain you. Stay connected to the community of faith. Let us care for you. And now for a joke. Question, why did the birthday boy wrap himself in paper? The answer, because he wanted to live in the present. Aha, uh-huh. he wanted to live in the present. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, maybe not haha. Uh-huh. A quick word about humor and loneliness. Now, humor often scares away the leopard of loneliness. It actually hurts his ears. So when you're lonely, as you can, hear that, as you can, get around people that can help cheer you up and cause you to laugh. However, underline this, however, with a red pen. Sometimes humor is better left on the shelf. It's not a time to laugh. You're not up for it. And that's perfectly okay. And I know that I should have kept that joke about the present. I should have left that on the shelf, but it was for sale and I couldn't help myself. So the first step when you are a lesson, when you're dealing with loneliness is less ignoring, more listening. The second is less on your own, more with others. And when you experience loneliness, apply lesson number three. Less temporary fixes, more lasting solutions. Less temporary fixes, more lasting solutions. Sometimes in your eagerness and mine to get rid of the loneliness leopard, you settle for temporary fixes that, yeah, in the short term, take the edge off of your loneliness. A drink food, an unhealthy relationship, numbing yourself with television or Netflix, excessive video games, hobbies, even work, listening to my yodeling records, as well as you fill in the blank coping mechanism. And seriously, I want you to think in your mind, fill in the blank other coping mechanisms that you or other people use, these little temporary fixes. Now, the bad fixes aside, oh, and by the way, if you're caught up in those bad fixes, this is your wake-up call, find a better way, reach out to people. But the bad fixes aside, even many good things applied as a temporary fix can keep you chained inside the cage of loneliness, preventing you from being freed 
into the lush, warm, green meadows of connection with yourself, with others, and with God. So sure, use wisely and ethically temporary fixes. With the help of God and God's people, reach for those lasting solutions. Some loneliness leopards can only be removed with the help of reinforcements. In some cases, you'll need to connect with a counselor, a pastor, a support group, a doctor. Get that kind of help if you need it. I mean, you don't want to stay in that loneliness cage any longer than you need to, right? So when you experience the persistent presence of the leopard of loneliness, put your trust in God, and with the help of God and God's people, strive to apply these three lessons. Number one, let's see if you remember them. Less ignoring, more listening. Number two, less on your own, more with others. Number three, less temporary fixes, more lasting solutions. Less ignoring, more listening. Less on your own, more with others. Less temporary fixes, more lasting solutions. Now, all of those probably apply to you and to me, but for your spiritual homework, I want you to think, is one of those steps the one that is really next for you? One of those life lessons is the next thing that you need to do? Think about that and apply that lesson this afternoon, this week. Now, true or false statement, you tell me. If you apply these lessons, you will never face loneliness again. Yeah, false, false. As Brother Jason Gadbury writes in his book, Wait With Me, Meeting God in Loneliness, to be human is to be lonely. To be human is to be lonely. This loneliness thing is simply part of the condition of being human. It will happen. But if you apply these lessons, you will probably experience loneliness a lot less often, and it will also last a shorter duration when you do. How many of you would like to have that in your life? Less loneliness, less often, and it's shorter. And then that's most of us. And also you'll find by the power of the Spirit, when you apply these lessons with trusting God and God's people, that menacing leopard of loneliness will sometimes morph into a manageable mangy house cat. And sometimes, by God's grace, even into a little kitten of loneliness that we can learn from. Can you see yourself experiencing loneliness like that in the future? God can. And so live in these lessons means you'll weather loneliness with greater resiliency, greater insight, and greater hope. May it be so for you, may it be so for me, by the power of the three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.